Last year before the season started, I did an episode about the top five rookies on buy-in or drafted in Dynasty. It's time to revisit it. This is the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. These are fun episodes. I love doing these. This is the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your boy, Neil. I'm so happy you decided to join me today. This is the fifth episode of the week. After today, we'll be back on Monday. You know how the new schedule rolls? We'll be back on Monday. Shout out to everybody, too, who've been showing love for the new schedule. I appreciate that you guys are enjoying it, that you guys are checking it out every morning, every night, during the day, whenever you're listening to it. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Um, so today's episode, you know, I did one of these, I think it was a couple weeks ago, doing another one today where I look at an old episode that I did or an old Twitter thread that I created or whatever it is. And I kind of re-examine it. I revisit it. I see how, how it fared, how it, how, how it did. So today's episode is revisiting the episode I did back on May 26th before the season started about the top five rookies that I was buying or drafting, uh, you know, in Dynasty Leagues. And I was trying to throw them out there as guys who I thought you know, weren't super loved in the moment. They weren't like the obvious guys, you know, they were, I'm not saying nobody liked them. I'm not saying that like I was the first person to say these guys names or something. I'm just saying at the time, these were the ones that I was all in on. And a lot of these guys were second round, third round, or just guys who, you know, some people were in on, but not the whole community as a whole, whatever the case may be, you'll, you'll see as we get into it here. Um, So we'll start it actually with uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., Lynn Bowden Jr., drafted by the Raiders, traded to the Dolphins. When I when I said I liked Lynn Bowden Jr., he was drafted by the Raiders. And then things changed. He was traded to the Dolphins before the season even started. And I was bummed. As a Raider fan, I was obviously very discouraged at that point. Listen, I even got back into sports cards around that time, and I was buying Lynn Bowden <laughs> sports cards because I was like, yeah, as a Raider, baby, it's, it's about to happen. Like I, I loved his skill set. I loved what I thought he could do. I loved how I thought... He would translate from college to the pro. And I thought the Raiders seen this vision, right? But apparently they didn't. They had an idea of him being this one position, this, you know, this, this one position. And they thought that he was struggling to transition to it, you know, quick enough for them. This is during an off season when you got COVID-19, like start, you know, scaring the crap out of everybody. Not that it's not now, but it was like real, real prevalent as like the main, you know, thing at that point we didn't know if the season was even going to happen so like you know rookies struggled because of this like let's not deny this let's not ignore this fact no matter how good rookies did last year they could have did better and there's going to be ones who struggled who may not struggle this year because they're going to get a true offseason and stuff so it's it's real it's a real thing and to ignore it is is stupid it's 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 not doing your due diligence and homework and believing in these kind of you know other things so was he you know, hurt by the, the whole COVID situation, the lack of a real true offseason and everything? Probably. Probably. Were the Raiders panicking? Did they, they make a decision too quick? Yeah. But their their loss was the Dolphins' gain. Slow start. He didn't see really any real action until like week 13, I want to say it was. Uh, I believe he might have had some action before that, but nothing serious. Um, no touchdown scored, which is a bummer, you know, looking back. 
but he has some high target, high reception games. I know there was injuries on the Dolphins during this time, and so you know he was getting some extra attention. But I mean, think about it: rookie, a rookie, wasn't even drafted by the team, right? But they went and traded for him, which means they wanted him, right? Um, he he had just started to get you know familiar with this team because they had they hadn't had him even in the in the limited offseason because they traded for him, you know, before this right when the season was starting, basically, I believe. So he had to get accustomed to this whole, you know, new team again, immediately, you know, first year in the league, you're a rookie. You get thrown from one team to the next bad timing. You're trying to learn, you know, a position to lock down as your, as your thing. And, and here you go. I mean, so he started late, but when he got to play, like I said, high targets, high receptions, you're going to say, well, there was a lot of injuries. I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm not going to hold it against him. I mean, he, he had an opportunity. He took it, did well, but not a big year one. That's fine. I mean, you could have expected that, right? Like I said, he played like 72 positions in college. <laughs> he was he was doing everything. Look at the highlights. I shared some on Twitter. Like I said, back when I when I when I actually uh, was making a Twitter thread about this, I think when I posted the podcast as well. I mean, the guy was doing quarterback, wide receiver, running back, everything out there. So, you know, looking for him to become a specialist at a, at a position, you know, wide receiver or running back, whatever it was that you thought he was going to do in, in year one with the COVID offseason, with everything. I mean, you were asking for a lot. So year two, though, year two and and, and before and moving forward after that, things get interesting for Bowden. Tua, Tua seemed to trust Bowden. You could say, was he the only option? I don't know, maybe. But he trusted him. He had to, and he did, and it worked. Tua will have a full offseason, training camp, preseason, with the team, just like Bowden. And don't give me the Deshaun Watson shit. Right, <laughs> whatever. If he actually does come to Miami in some weird, crazy blockbuster trade, you know, I'm not worried about it. Deshaun Watson and Bowden will be fine too. But uh, Tua is going to be their quarterback, and they had they already had some chemistry going. He trusts the guy. Tua needs all the playmakers he can get, right, to be to be successful. So Bowden will have his role expanded, in my opinion. You know, more dialed in and specific, um, more trick plays. The game will slow down some, as you hope it does for most second-year guys. You know, He's a weapon who can be used all over the field in a league that values guys with that skill set. They trust him. True offseason. All, all these things under his belt. I like Bowden's opportunity a lot. I really do. I like what the Dolphins could do here. The Dolphins could have a good offense. So, yes, I picked Lynn Bowden Jr. in my top five rookies to draft by low. I stick by it. If you did it, I think you're going to be rewarded for it. This upcoming season, and I stand by if you can get him, go get him. Next guy on the list, Antonio Gibson. You like that? (laughs) Almost 800 rushing yards, almost 250 receiving yards, 36 receptions, 11 touchdowns. Let me repeat that. There there wasn't a, uh, you you didn't have an issue with your recording there. 11 touchdowns. How about that for a young running back who many said, but I mean, he never ran the ball in college. How can he possibly be a starting running back in Washington? How can he possibly run between the tackles? Well, the Washington football team sure showed you how, right? Antonio Gibson sure showed you how, did he not? I drafted him as high as the fifth round in a draft. I drafted him in a couple dynasty leagues as well. I was all in on Gibson. Now we clearly see he is a playmaker. He's a running back who can catch the ball. He can run the ball. 
And you know, when you say running back, catch the ball, there's nothing I get excited about more except for a quarterback who could run the ball in fantasy, dynasty football. Nothing. I love a running back who can catch a ball. He accomplished what he did with weird, lackluster quarterback play. Sure, Alex Smith was back and it was a great story, but like, I don't know. A lot of weird, you know, disappointing stuff happening at quarterback in Washington. He did it with that. He did it with an amazing wide receiver on the team and, and a good, a really good tight end, but that's it. So in other words, there's a lot of room for Washington to grow and Gibson. There's, there's plenty of room. This offense and this player have a crazy ceiling, a crazy high ceiling. So again, like Bowden, but at a way more expensive cost at this point, that the price is in fair enough range in your league because someone doesn't believe that Gibson will improve and they think he's stuck where he is kind of at now. Or because, yeah, you know, this guy named J.D. McKissick was catching passes at the backfield and that concerns people. If you have that type of team manager in your league and they have Gibson on their team and you can buy him for a good price, a good value, you do it. You do it. J.D. McKissick catching passes is not a concern to me. Will he do it again next year? Sure. I'm sure he'll still catch passes. Actually, he seemed pretty good at it. And they seem, you know, pretty, uh, depend. They, they could depend on him doing it. But every running back outside of an elite few and, you know, have competition. There's very few running backs who are so elite that they don't have any competition at all catching passes or at least running the ball some. So, you know, this was a good prior to the beginning of last season call. I look forward to watching it grow and get better. I am in on the bandwagon that Gibson will do better this year, upcoming, than he did last year. I am on the bandwagon that his role will continue to grow, that this team will continue to get better. I am that guy. I know some people believe, like, hey, this is kind of where he's probably going to be at. He's going to share the ball a lot. Who knows what this offense turns into. There's some people who aren't that you know, confident in him. I'm happy I believed in him early, before he did it all, and it paid off. And if you listened back then and you got some shares, I'm happy. And I hope you kept him. If not, you flipped it into something even greater. That's fine, too. But uh, I hope you took advantage of it in some way, shape, or form. The next player, KJ Hill. Cue the sad music. Let's take a look at the stats first. Um, There are none. Okay. He caught a few passes. He caught a few passes. He caught a few passes. But this one was bad. Will he get more opportunities with a true offseason and all that good stuff? Maybe. It's possible. It's totally possible. Do I think he's a you know a pretty talented guy that you know has an opportunity here? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not betting on it though. I'm not I'm not gonna go crazy here and say, oh, I, I made this call and I'm sticking to it. If you think I'm crazy, bet me a thousand dollars right now. KJ Hill's gonna be, you know, I'm not I'm not there. It's not where I'm at. I still think he, he has an opportunity. The thing is, I'll hold him where I have him rostered. Rather than drop him, he's currently rostered in a Justin Herbert offense at the moment, you know, the Chargers. And so that is something I like, something I like a lot. And so if he has a, if he gets the opportunity, there's a real potential here. If he doesn't and the Chargers move on, then I'm moving on. The Chargers let him go, I'm letting him go. This was the worst call on my list. For sure, no question about it. Not mad at the opportunity I took. I think it was, it had, it's had, it had its logic. 
I had the research behind it while I was doing it, but it didn't pan out. That's okay. That's what happens when you do an episode about top five rookies to to draft or buy low. That's the point. They're not as loved as I love them in that moment by most people. That was the point. <laughs> so KJ Hill, we were definitely a victim of that. So Lynn Bowden, good for me. I believe his outlook going forward is even better than what we've seen last season, the little bit that we've seen. Um, so I feel good about that one. Antonio Gibson, I feel great about. Amazing. Uh, KJ Hill, not so awesome. Not so good. That one hurts. Next guy on the list, Tyler Johnson. Who would have thought I would pick a Super Bowl champ? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Super Bowl champ Tyler Johnson was on my list. I wish he contributed more in that big game, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't calling him a Super Bowl champion when I picked him on the list. I still like Johnson for the same reasons that I liked him last season. Except this time, he may have more room in that offense going forward if any of these current wide receivers decide to jump ship. Get it? Jump ship, bucks, pirate ships, cannons, boom. Yeah. Listen, Godwin, Antonio Brown, they may not be there next year. Yes, it's Super Bowl champions. Yes, everyone wants to play with Brady. Yes, guys are known to take lesser money, more team-friendly deals to play with a guy like Brady and to repeat as champions. I understand that. If they both return, Tyler Johnson is just going to probably be back where he was. Maybe a few more receptions, a few more targets, a few more opportunities. But he's not going to, you know, take the jobs from Evans, Brown, Godwin. It's just not going to happen. So if those guys move on, if even one of them move on, I feel better about Johnson. But I still like this pick. Again, as I mentioned before, uh, nothing's changed from the reason why I liked him to start with. Nothing's changed from that. So I'm still good with this. I'm still good with this pick. Um, as low as the production was on Tyler Johnson last year, and again, most of that, or if all of that, is due to the opportunity, right? Like I just mentioned, these three amazing wide receivers were there. He still had some big moments. Caught a few touchdowns. Brady trusted him on some key plays that were important. I think I think that's a good sign. Those are the little things I look at. I'm acquiring Johnson for the low right now, if I can. Dumb on my bench, hopes that his situation improves. These are one of those guys that you go, hey, listen, I can get him right now. Somebody will just throw him in a deal. People are cutting him. They don't care. He's available. You know, I can get him for nothing. And I throw him on my bench. And if the situation changes, if Godwin, if Brown, if something happens that, you know, it may seem far-fetched now, it may seem crazy right now, but if it happens, you're going you're gonna to love Tyler Johnson. You're going to love that situation. So, so why not Why not get a slice of it? Why not try that? Why not roll the dice on that? It's worth it. Trust me. The price is, is free, basically. I mean, the, the price is low. Unless you got someone like me who's crazy about him. It's like, hey, listen, I'm not moving him. I'm waiting. So you're going to have a lot of people out there who probably hold. Um, the last guy on my list, and honestly, a guy that I'm super excited about. This is my favorite guy on the list, honestly. Ah, Antonio Gibson gives him a run for his money. That's for sure. And, and Bowden is great. But listen. This man is currently running Carson Wentz out of town after one season. One season. In all seriousness, Carson Wentz struggled, right? A lot of people, some people believe it's not his fault, all his fault. Some people believe Carson Wentz can be quote unquote fixed. Some people believe that 
you know, put Carson Wentz in a new situation and, you know, new, new circumstances and you get the old circle, you know, old Carson Wentz probably it's possible. It's possible. However, do you think if the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts right now, that any of this Wentz trade talk would be taking place? Absolutely not. They would not be talking about trading Carson Wentz if they didn't have Jalen Hurts. I truly believe that Wentz will be out in Philly soon and Hurts will be the man. I've seen mock drafts having the Eagles drafting a quarterback in the first round. Are you crazy? You got to be tripping. You got to be doing this for headlines. It's got to this has got to be this has got to be for headlines. They drafted Hurts. Which if you recall, people were puzzled or bothered since the Eagles had Wentz. I was bothered. Not bothered. I was like bummed about it. Because I wanted to see Jalen Hurts go somewhere and actually play right away. Or go somewhere where I felt like, oh, they don't have a young quarterback, so he's going to get to play you know, pretty soon, hopefully. And then when I see him go there, I was like, oh, well, you know, Wentz has a pretty big contract. The Eagles like Wentz. He's had a good, he's had a good, you know, good, good play when he's healthy and everything's fine. So I was a little, I was a little bummed by it, a little down, you know? But when they did it, they did it for this exact reason. They already had Wentz and they drafted Jalen Hurts in case Wentz got injured or if they had to trade his ass. The time has already come. Jalen Hurts had some playing time last year. He had some rough moments. We're not going to deny that he didn't throw, you know, a fair share of interceptions in those moments. He also had some amazing plays, some amazing games. Come on, bro. He he can make the throws you need. He's a playmaker, throwing or running the ball. He's a dual threat quarterback. And he's a winner. Don't doubt Jalen Hurts. Don't, don't, don't do this to yourself. Jalen Hurts is the type of quarterback teams need moving forward. He's the real deal. He's gonna have more weapons, hopefully. A true offseason. I keep going back to that. It matters. It's going to be nice. I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. Remember, I love running backs who can catch passes. I love quarterbacks who can run the ball. As people like to say, they're quarterbacks who can run the ball, the Konami code, their cheat codes. They're great to have. I'm all in. Let's just recap this really quick. Let's just look. Let's just jog our memory really quick. Lynn Bowden Jr. I'm curious. Listen. You guys know the Twitter handles at Clock Dodgers. Instagram, same thing. Emails, contact at clockdodgers.com. What are your thoughts on this? Wh- which rookies on my list did you love? Which one did you not like? Which ones did you did you draft? Which which other rookies did you draft that you were able to get late in drafts or that you were able to trade someone after the draft for low? And that you love their opportunities, just like I'm talking about here. How'd they do? I, I, I want to talk to you guys about it. Hit me up. Let me know who was on your list that you had that you that you did like what I did here. That you filled up your dynasty team with, and you took a shot on guys. How did it pan out for you? How, how well did it do? How bad did it do? I'm, I'm I'm willing to take the law the L on KJ Hill. You know, especially if this year you know nothing turns out when you got Justin Herbert as your quarterback, he's slinging the rock left and right. If you can't get an opportunity, man. It could just be a numbers game, but I doubt it. You know, 
you're either good or you're not. You're either getting an opportunity or not. So I hope he gets the opportunity here. I really do. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but Lynn Bowden Jr., I feel good about. Antonio Gibson, obviously, I love it. Tyler Johnson, I feel good about. If the opportunity opens up, if it doesn't, it's another year of holding. And who wants to really do that, right? Again, Dynasty, a lot of the Dynasty leagues I'm in have deep benches. So guys like Tyler are easy to keep on your team if you really want to, which I will. And then Jalen Hurts, I love. I really, I really do. So yeah, I feel actually pretty good about this one. This one, just like the uh the the young wide receivers, um, the year two and three wide receivers I had in the last episode a couple of weeks ago that were revisited that did pretty well. I think I had one bad pick on that one as well. So, you know, one out of five wrong. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with getting four out of five, right? Four or five that are on pace. Again, Dynasty, some guys were thinking instant. We want instant return. But we're drafting late or we're buying low. It's okay to have to wait a year or two. It's okay to exercise some patience with some guys in some situations, depending on the way your team is built. But, yeah, overall, I feel good about this. I'm curious what you guys think. Again, I want you, I want to hear your thoughts. Hit me up. And also, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And if you want, I check out the reviews all the time. If you leave a review... And you put your thoughts on the episode, like your rookie that you love the most, or which rookie you hated on this list, whatever it is. When you leave your five star review, you could throw it in the in the in the review itself too. I read the reviews on the show, even live on the air. So, um, shout out to you guys who do that. I appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. Spread the word. Spread the word, Clock Dodgers. I hope you guys have a great weekend or whenever you listen to this. I hope you're having a great day. And as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.